Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is a layering combo that I am loving. If you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen me talk about it. And that is a base of Montal Intense So Iris with a spritz of Amiris Femme by Maison Francis Kirkjohn on top. The combo together is like this earthy and cool but sweet lipsticky iris with a burst of lemon blossom. I'm actually um, a camp director this week. Yes, I wear many hats. And I wanted to go with a scent that gives me Miss Honey, but like with an edge vibes. Because I feel like I'm past the point where I'm young enough to be like seen as like a cool counselor or older sister. So I fully have to embrace the teacher vibe, but just like lean into it. And I feel like this specific scent combination is like that cool young teacher in school who everyone jokes with and confides in, but also respects and listen to. And this is a combination that not only stays throughout the day, but it smells cool, likable, youthful, but also comforting and familiar. My perfume juice of the day is on Terry Mugler's Aura. This is a fragrance I have been wanting to try for a long time, especially because I feel like it just gets so much hype on Fragrantica and also in this episode, which you'll hear later. And so the other day I was at TJ Maxx and I saw a 1.7 ounce bottle for $42 and I was just like, what the heck? And I blind bought it. Do I regret it? No. Am I like ecstatic that I did it? Also, no. My thoughts are, it's not a love or a hate. I kind of feel neutral about it. I totally see the appeal, but I am definitely not the demo. To me, it feels like it would be an amazing choice for someone in high school who wants a safe bet of like a fun fruity floral, but also wants to stand out from the crowd a bit. I was honestly kind of surprised to see this came out in 2017 because it smells like a fragrance that would have been in its prime in 2004. And I think that tells you everything you need to know about it. It's definitely that classic designer, sweet, fruity, fresh, floral, gourmand vibe. And the people who call it otherworldly on Fragrantica really throw me for a loop. This definitely does not smell like something that I could never conceive of smelling. Like the best way that I can describe this fragrance is that the opening kind of smells like a mix of like J'adore Dior plus DKNY Be Delicious with almost like heliotropine like that smell that smells like almond powdery gluey that smells like fresh clean baby um immediately regret saying fresh clean baby because that just sounds creepy but you know what i mean like that clean baby smell and then the dry down kind of smells like mark jacobs decadence it gets very gourmandy so to actually talk about specific notes I get like the one of the notes is pear. To me, it's more of like a synthetic pear, almost like sour apple-y type of note. And then, like I said, the opening to me, God, I have to assume that there's heliotropine in this because it's so like fuzzy, almondy, powdery at the beginning. I guess that could also be from the Alangy Lang um, in that sort of like medicinal vibe. And then the dry down is just like straight up sweet vanilla. So those are my thoughts on Mugler Aura. If you like any of the fragrances that I mentioned, if you like a fruity floral, definitely check it out. Oh my god, you guys are going to love today's guest. This episode was such a joy to record, especially because it was with someone who I've seen her online persona, and I have to say that who she is in conversation totally matches her TikTok vibe and aesthetic. 
Today, my guest is none other than TikTok's professor perfume, Amelia O'Toole. And Amelia has that same sort of like enchanted, foresty, academia vibe in real life that she does in the fragrances that she wears and in her content. In fact, after listening to this episode, please convince me that her life is not season two of Normal People. We talk about romanticizing Ireland and school and relationships, our horoscope signs and our Myers-Briggs, and whether or not we think it impacts the notes and the fragrances that we gravitate towards, our favorite scents, what we're loving right now, and then we even pick fragrances for each other based on one another's taste. We also talk about life on TikTok and so much more, but I don't want to spoil that. I will save that for the episode. So without further ado, here is Amelia. Amelia, welcome to the perfume room. How are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's so fun. For those of you listening, um, we have Amelia O'Toole, who you may know from TikTok and Instagram as Professor Perfume. Hello, Amelia. Um, okay, so Amelia, I always like to open up the show um, by asking the following three questions. What are you currently wearing? Do you have a signature scent or something signature-ish? And what are your perfume hot takes? All right. So right now I'm currently wearing Toca Bianca, which okay. is like a beautiful sparkling like green tea scent. I absolutely love it. It's so fresh and clean. Mm -hmm. Love it. For signature scents, I, I vary a lot, but two that I've been obsessed with that are like just I will never be without them again dead cool red Dakota and you are someone like you from a tot leap d'orange I'm so obsessed we'll have them in my collection forever so I haven't smelled that um a tot libra one what does it smell like it's um it's like grapefruit champagne mm. there's like a little bit of like oak moss in it so it's very earthy it's very fresh. I, I really lean into like, I love citrus scents. Those are my absolute favorites. Yeah. But it smells like, I made a video about it and I described it as sitting in the Amalfi Coast, having a mint julep. There's a beautiful note of mint right at the top. It's mm. gorgeous. So I absolutely love it. it. Yeah, I've only tried a few Atat Libra fragrances um, and that is not one of them. But I do know Red Dakota and I love that scent. And I totally see how if you are a big citrus stan, Red Dakota would be total. It's got this like freshness, but it's also like a little bit vegetal. And it's just like this sort of burst of the way that like citruses have like a burst of energy. I feel like Red Dakota has that like freshness to it. Yeah. But if there's also something like a little bit dirty about it, yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm obsessed. It's so beautiful. Have you tried um, Boy Smells Tantrum? I haven't. I haven't tried any boy smells. I've been dying to try them. I think if you like Red Dakota, you will like Tantrum. It's a similar, obviously they are not the same. They're very different, but it's like, if you like this, you will like that. It's like a very similar, like, I don't know. There's something so fresh and citrusy, but like different, a little bit dirty, a little bit vegetal about Tantrum. Um, almost like a tomato leaf smell. I just Ooh. think, I think it'll be right up your alley. Um, and then do you have any fragrance hot takes, something you love, everyone hates or vice versa? Oh, oh man. I mean, I've got a bunch. Should I just start unloading them? Yeah, let's I do it. really don't like Baccarat Rouge 540. I'm with you. I am I with you. I don't get it. I, it's a good scent. Don't get me wrong. It's not, you know, offensive by any means to me, but what is the what is the fuss? 
I what is the hype? I, I have st- I've had that take as well since it came out. And it's like, and it's, I mean, Mace, Francis Kirkjohn is a brilliant perfumer. There are so many other MFK fragrances I love, but Baccarat Rouge, it's like, it's like burnt rubber and sugar mixed in one. And I, I've tried it multiple times because people are so obsessed with it. I'm like, maybe this was like a bad time. Let me do it again. And every time I spray it, I'm like, nope, nope, it's not. I can't. Yeah. I also just find that it, not that it changes every time that I smell it, but every time I smell it, I'm like, I find something else in it that I'm just like, I don't feel like that was there before. Yeah. It's almost like it changes what, when I put it on my skin, but I love, 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 love MFK. I think it's such a beautiful house. And obviously the performance and everything is gorgeous. I just, Mm -hmm. that's my, that's my hot take. I also think that, oh, I was going to just come at you with another hot take. Do it. I think that Cloud by Ariana Grande smells exactly like Baccarat Rouge and nobody can convince me otherwise. I've gotten so many comments on my videos <laughs> saying that it's a dupe. Like, this is not a dupe. Are you crazy? My $600 perfume does not smell the same as this $60 perfume. And I'm like, I've worn them side by side. Yeah. Okay. I would say that, okay, my take is similar, but a little different because I would say Cloud does not smell identical to Baccarat Rouge. I would say it smells better than Baccarat That's Rouge. a great take, actually. Yeah. I. Very I similar, don't though. like Baccarat, but I do like Cloud. Same, same. I, I think it's very it. similar, but there's something about Cloud that I like a little bit more. Um, wow, I'm so glad a fellow fragrance lover has this thing. And just just uh, to do a little pro-com pro, I will say um, a Maison Francis Kirk John scent that I adore that I cannot stop smelling recently and uh, wearing would be Amiris Femme, and I just cannot get enough of it. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and there are so many other just like Aqua Celestia, um, Oud Satin Mood. I just, I love that house. I just yeah, can't get behind Baccarat Absolutely Rouge. gorgeous. That, um, did you see the tweet about that Amiris Femme that, um, Yes, yes, I posted it on Perfume. from the guy. I oh my know. gosh. I know. And when I saw that it was Amiris Femme, I'm like, of course it was Amiris Femme. Because to me, that's a fragrance that smells um, like Princess Peach from super mario mm-hmm. i feel like would smell like a miris femme like to me that is her smell that's like the best way to explain how that's that smells. amazing yeah it smells a like good way to describe princess it. peach yeah um i love that tweet i also was like what would i so for everyone listening um there was a tweet that went viral from this girl who basically said like a guy texted her after they like mutually ghosted each other being like sorry like things didn't work out between us and I said I couldn't commit but turns out like I want to commit to somebody else and lol what was the perfume you wore you always smelled so good and um she wrote back and said the fragrance what she said she wrote back and was going to tell him it was Santal 33 which was bottom of the barrel top shelf price and I was like damn she's not she's not wrong that's another perfume hot take i'm not a huge santal 33 fan either i'm a huge lalabo fan Love me, too. Lalabo, but... me too same i feel like the ones that have made those houses so infamous are like the two i can't get behind mm-hmm. but there's so many other fragrances in both houses that i just adore yeah um, i don't dislike santal 33 i just think it's over i think there's such a hype around it that i don't understand because to me it's like nothing special in terms of sandalwood scents but i don't Mm -hmm. dislike it i'm just not like obsessed what would be the fragrance if you were in that girl's position that you would have told that guy if you would have given him one 
Oh my gosh. I feel like I would have told him something very generic, you know, like maybe a YSL black opium or something like that, that, you know, when he smells it, he's like, was this really what it was? But not giving my signature scent to a guy that ghosted me, not a chance. Never. Now for a fellow person, for a fellow woman or person who just wants to smell good Mm -hmm. anytime, any time of the week. But this guy, no, that's so funny because I was like, I would give him black opium too. But then I thought that this girl's strategy was really good of just like make him spend a lot of money. Not that black opium's cheap, but like if he really bought Santal 33, like he had to fork over a lot of cash for that. So then I was like, what other really expensive fragrances? And then I thought Baccarat Rouge, but I'm like, people actually do love Baccarat Rouge. Yep. And she would get, she would get loads of compliments on it. She would get, you can't do that. But also I don't want to, you know, I don't want this girl to smell bad because of this. Right. Douche, yeah, I, you know? I'll give her something that's not bad. You don't right. want her to stink, obviously, but I know I was I really was trying to think like, what is another Santal 33? Like, it's super expensive, dare I say overpriced, mm-hmm. and very banal. And I, I couldn't I hadn't come up with an answer yet. I was also like, what if we did like uh, a Tat Libra secretions magnifique, which is like smells oh like straight God. up like seaweed and sperm? Yep. Yeah, that's one. So I got the discovery set and that sample did not come in with it. Um, I'm almost thankful that it didn't yeah. because I've gotten a few questions asking me to review it. And I'm like, not a chance. Just yeah. not a chance. Just go stick your head in like some seawater and yeah. you're there. You're halfway there. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe your overall scent aesthetic? Oh my gosh. I am very, so I have a background in literature. So I am very dramatic. I want that dark academia. I want the French countryside. I want running away to Europe. I um, I also, I live between here in the States and Dublin, Ireland. So okay. I, I like scents that reflect this sort of um, poetic travel, love of travel. So I like to smell. How beautiful. I, yeah. I like to smell like, you know, I could be running away to a ball at any given moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm very um, whimsical with the sense that I go after. I like to smell like I could, I could either be, you know, going on some grand journey or I could be going to a ball or I could be going to teach a class at, you know, one of the old, big, fancy schools over there. So I just kind of like to collect scents that are sort of, I don't, that are just beautiful, you know, that just, they fit, they feel right. I understand. I also like to collect fragrances that are inspired by literature. So if I see, um, like for Immortal Perfumes, I do her social media management. All of her scents are historically or literarily inspired. So she's got like a Persephone and Hades pairing, She's got... Um, I could see you having a name like Persephone. Like, I feel like you could just, like, pull off, like, a cool, like, Greek mythology name. Like, oh, absolutely. My children, they're all going to have the most wild names. Like Athena or Persephone or, like, yeah, I just, I see that for you. Yeah, I'm like, I really like Ophelia. Maybe I'll yes, just, you know. Yes, that's what I was thinking of when I said Athena, but I really see Ophelia for you. If you mm-hmm. ever, like, re- but Amelia is kind of like Ophelia, so... Yeah, it rhymes. I'll take it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I love just sort of when I can merge the worlds of like my academic background with my current, you know, perfume obsession. I love that. Absolutely love it. My favorite one from Immortal Perfumes is called Pemberley and it's inspired by Pride and Prejudice. 
just mm. one of my favorite books of all time. So yeah. I absolutely, oh my gosh. And it's like inspired by the gardens of the estate that inspired Mr. Darcy's mansion in the book. Wow. So, you know, the, she, the perfumer took the actual notes from the garden. She's like, yes, this is what, you know, she would have actually smelled when she was writing the book. And I'm like, that's beautiful. And it's beautiful. It's oh, so I, I haven't tried that fragrance line, but I, it seems like I really got to. You've got to. They're amazing. I've, I'm really into perfume oils. Mm, I too. really like them, but I've never, she was one of the first perfume houses that I tried um, when I got started on my whole TikTok journey. And I have yet to find perfume oils that match the quality of hers. It's insane. They're all so beautiful. And I begged her, I emailed her after I I sampled them. I got her full sample set. I emailed her. I was like, I love these so much. If there's anything I can ever do for you, please And then she's let like, me. do my social media. Yeah. And she's like, I actually hate social media. So if you would take that over for me, I was like, say less. I'm in. That's an amazing gig. That's like doing exactly what you love. So you said you're part-time Dublin, part-time States. What brings you to Dublin? So I actually did my master's degree over there. Um, I went to Trinity College in Dublin and did my master's in Irish literature. We need to talk about normal people. <laughs> we need to talk about normal people. After, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, like I'm literally totally sitting fine. here and I'm just like getting normal people vibes and I'm like romanticizing Dublin and Trinity and like, ugh. I yeah. watched that show twice and I want to watch it a third time. <sighs> She's got a new book coming out. Have you seen the little blurb from it no what I is it I haven't read it yet either but oh she's God. got a new book coming out and I'm very excited I'm a big Sally fan and oh my God, conversations so you're... with friends is gonna yeah. be a tv show oh so good so excited okay wait so you're so you're in school in Dublin you're living like the romance you literally like went after dark academia vibes and were like this will be my life I did I saw I did. you have an you have an Irish boyfriend right I do is he like Connell like can we talk about <laughs> <laughs> He's are you Marianne? Like is he like Connell and are you like Marianne? And um, how is my Dublin accent? Oh, that was bad. But. <laughs> it's it's no better than mine, honestly. Mine's probably worse. Uh, mm. That was very British, actually. That was very British. It was very British. Um, yeah, no, he's. I feel like I don't know. I I so resonated with normal people, not necessarily with Marianne or Connell, but with sort of both of them and their just complete lack of communication. I just feel like it's so, it also so beautifully captures what having relationships or having a relationship is like right now. Mm -hmm. um, especially, I mean, it's just so modern. Like I want to go chase my dream somewhere else. Well, I want to stay here and, you know, I'm going to put myself before this instead of, you know, throwing it all away and coming with you. You know, it just mm -hmm. feels very true to what would actually happen. So it's not like that intense romantic ending with rainbows and of a castle but it's more true which is upsetting to me I want the castle right I, I so appreciated how she conveyed that whole relationship and it was so equal parts the love of a lifetime and so toxic so, so toxic it was the most devastating Oh, the ending. So if you haven't watched Normal People, I'm sorry to do this, but, you know, Amelia goes to Trinity College. I can't not talk about it. It's like the most, I I thought about those characters like I was them for days. Then I made my boyfriend rewatch it with me because he like didn't understand my obsession. And then at first he thought like the sex scenes were gratuitous. And by the end, he was just like, I saw like tears in his eyes. And I'm like, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. 
and all of the the scenes that they're on campus i'm like oh i go so here. was that or was it filmed there, on but... campus and you were just like i know that place i know that um, place yeah and they filmed it in and around dublin too and um one of my friends her apartment building is in the back of one of the shots i'm like i've been there i know where that oh is oh my god <laughs> that's so cool how would you compare um fragrance culture if if you find you know drastic differences in dublin or europe in general versus in the states it's completely different so um i i feel like the the perfumers that exist in ireland are incredible um there's one offhand that i'm thinking of called the burn perfumery and they're just kind of out on the west coast of ireland and they have just this like tea room slash perfumery and all of their scents are what you would find in you know the, the wildlife and the flora and fauna of coastal ireland so it's gorgeous they've got um oh i can't remember what it's called but it's it's like the the smell of the seaside and i so love over tropical sort of seaside scents i really prefer sort of rainy gray earthy seaside scents so when i smelled that one i was like it's so perfect the name is escaping me right now but i'll come back to it later it's also um in such close proximity to france and of course, you know, the capital of perfume, of course, you right. know, so um, I've gotten to collaborate with some French brands, which has been oh, really Maison. cool. Yeah. So uh, like Maison Matine, they're one that's really cool. They're really up and coming, but their, their bottles are so cute. And like, they just have these little, their discovery set, I think is like $20 too. So it's super accessible, affordable. And I just feel like, why don't we talk about more? I mean, obviously a lot of French perfumers have come to the States and started brands, but I'm like, why aren't we talking about what's going on in France? I know. Why aren't we all in France right now? Why, why aren't we all in France? Have you been able to visit France when you've been in, I, I don't know how far it is. Would you take a train there or would you fly? Um, you would fly. Um, you could take a train from London to Paris, but I've never done that. I'm kind of afraid. Well, not afraid, but I just feel like it's so much easier to fly. Just hop on a um, flight, yeah. So I, I got to visit. So I lived in Ireland about four years ago. I did a study abroad there and then ended up coming back. So when I was on my study abroad there, I got to go to France for a few days and we went down to um, Nice and then we went to Monaco and Monte Carlo. Love and it. oh my God. I just like it was. That's just, how we need to be doing life. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why am I not doing this all the time? I could sell everything that I own. And I would just live in France for the yeah. rest of my life. But I don't speak French. So, but do you need to? I feel like I can get by with gestures. C'est un petit problème. C'est pas du problème. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Uh, so I want to ask you how this whole perfume journey, this whole TikTok perfume journey started. I feel like we probably both have like similar stories of just like, it just kind of, it just kind of happened to us. But I would love to hear just like how you got into perfume in general and then TikTok. Yeah, so I've always been like super obsessed with um, the world of beauty. I've always been really into makeup, skincare, fragrance, home fragrance, like candles, things like that. I've always been very into that world, but I also was very into academics. So I never really had time to, I, I had been saying to myself for like years and years and years, I should really start a YouTube channel. I should really, you know, make an Instagram account. I should really, you know, post reviews of things. I should start a blog. I should do this. I should do that. And I never did. Mm -hmm. And then wouldn't, you know, 
when it was time to write my master's dissertation, I heavily procrastinated that by getting into perfume and fragrance. Mm -hmm. So um, one of my housemates at the time, we she ordered a Lalabo discovery set at the same time that I ordered the Maison Margiela replica sampler set. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this is super interesting, actually. I think I would love to have a fragrance for like every possible occasion. So we kind of just got into it. And then I came back to the States in December of 2020, started a TikTok account that was originally called Amelia Beauty. And if any of um, if anyone's listening that remembers the Amelia Beauty days, you're a real one. Yeah, um, deep cuts. Deep cuts, deep, deep cuts. cuts. Um, I was, yeah, so I, I made that account in December. And the third video that I posted, it was um, rating perfumes that I wore in high school. Mm-hmm. And it blew up overnight, like went viral, just the way that, you know, sometimes the TikToks do, you know, they just take off and you're like, what is going on? How is mm-hmm. this happening so quickly? Mm-hmm that's kind of how I got into it. There was just like a bunch of comments on that video asking me for perfume recommendations. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm just really into perfume now. Yeah. So I just started, you know, ordering discovery sets and reaching out to brands and um, ordering like just, you know, little vials of the little different notes and perfumes and reading some books that I saw on um, Thin Wild Mercury's TikTok. Actually, she posted a video of books that she read when she got into it. So I picked up a few of them started reading just you know took it up as this is an interesting thing that I can do in my spare time and now it's full-time which is crazy so you're doing this full-time I am I am a full-time content creation and part-time teaching a research methods class what a combo I'm part-time professor full-time professor perfume wow so professor perfume is a legitimate that's your real that's your title your professor perfume yes yeah so it's wild wow yeah Yeah, i I never expected it it's crazy it's it's crazy i have like a similar thing of just like i've always been into fragrance and i have like a matchmaking comedy background and i did a lot of relationship content and i posted a video about like best fragrances for a first date and what they say about you and then that went viral and then all these people started commenting asking for more videos more recommendations And then I realized that I had this like weird, like encyclopedic memory of just like every fragrance I ever smell. And I'm like, wait, this is a thing. And I just leaned into it. So I feel like it's kind of like people tell you what you're good at and you just kind of got to, if you're already passionate about it, listen to the people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No. And it's, it's wild how much of an audience there is for fragrance. I know. It's absolutely crazy. I never thought, you know. Cause I know that there's a massive audience for like makeup and skincare, right. mm-hmm. but you just never, you know, cause I hadn't been on TikTok, So I didn't know that perfume TikTok was really a thing until I sort of um, like got into it and got on it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this has like millions of people watching all the time for, you know, perfume recommendations that smell like the great Gatsby or perfume recommendations that smell like, um, or like your, your video, the first dates, and mm-hmm. what they say about you. You know, people love it. I know. And it's so fun. It's such a it blast. Is. Yeah. And it's also something so personal. Like I love, you know, people DM me for scent recommendations. And if I can help someone pick out how they're going to smell every day, it like gives me 
such joy. Like I posted a video recently where I said like, you know, if you ever ordered a perfume that I've recommended, can you tell me what it is? Cause I'm just like dying to, sometimes you don't hear what happens after you post the video or people just like love it, but like you don't know. And all these people were commenting different fragrances they've ordered. And I'm like, this actually impacts people's lives. It's even more so than like a concealer that you would order from right. a makeup tutorial, because this is like, they're, it's editorial. It's like, this is how they want to smell. This is how they want the world to perceive them and how they mm -hmm. want to experience their day. Um, so I, and it's something so agree. personal to like give someone a fragrance that they love, you know, cause mm -hmm. it's like, it's so tied up with like your memories of people. You know, I could tell you the signature sense that, you know, all my friends have. And you know, when you go to give them a hug, you're like, oh yeah, it smells like you, you know, it smells like you. It's yeah. So personal. And it's I so love, personal. I love giving people that like, you should try this. And then if they come back and they're like, I loved it. I'm like, hallelujah. <sighs> So glad you didn't hate it. That happens sometimes too. Though. I know. Occasionally I'll, someone will post and be like, you said this was like this. And I'm like, it's subjective. I always, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I feel like I try and recommend things that I just like truly love yeah. because like, at least I stand behind any backlash I get. I'm like, literally I wear this every day. I'm sorry. You don't like it. Yeah. But yeah. Do you ever have that experience where like a brand will send you something and you're not crazy about it, but you like, how do you handle that experience? So normally when I, I try to, so I'm very picky about perfumes now, more so than the average person would be. And I know that. So when I pick a perfume and I smell it, I like to do the paper test. And then if I like it on paper, then I put it on my skin. I'm if I don't way. like it on paper, not a chance. Cause same. what if I can't wash it off? Then I just have to smell like that all day. If you know, you hate it on paper, there's not even a, it can't be that much different. Yeah. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of different notes that I tend to avoid. Um, and I'm also prone to migraines. So mm. if I don't, if it's very sharp to me, I'm not, I have no way. So I sort of stray away from, um, very patchouli heavy fragrances. Okay. Um, I stray away from oud, which I'm really upset about because it's such a gorgeous note in perfume, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just, sits too heavy on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I stray away from, there's some other ones that I don't like, you know, I love, love, love Jasmine, but if you get the wrong Jasmine in a perfume, it, it can get really, um, equal yes. and not to say that the indolic Jasmines aren't gorgeous. I love a good Jasmine. It's one of my favorite notes, but if it's wrong, it's so wrong. I agree. So, yeah. But so I, I, when I smell a perfume that I don't like, I'm like, okay, well, do I not like this because of my own personal taste and preferences? Could I picture someone who would like this and what would they, what would they like about it? Mm -hmm. um, why would they like it to mm -hmm. which occasion would they wear it to? So I mm -hmm. try to be as um, objective as possible, just because I know that I'm very picky, um, right. but if I really don't like it, I am not going to post about it or I'm going to post, you know, my honest, I really didn't like it. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, cause I, tr I do try really hard to come up with who this fragrance, which person this fragrance could be for, because obviously they're not all going to be for me. Right. So I try, the, I try so hard, but sometimes there's yeah. just not a lot of saving qualities. So yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it stank. I always try yeah. to, um, if a brand reaches out and they want to send me a scent, 
I always ask if there's any way I can also get a discovery set just mm-hmm. in case, um, you know, the, the full bottle doesn't work out, then I can find something else that, right. you know, I can figure something else out. So they've been really kind in the past. I think a lot of brands are more than happy to send out right. discovery sets as well. So, but now I just have like hundreds of samples that I feel you. Like, how I, do I, I just... even... I have drawers full. I've been like giving them away because it's just like, right. I can't possibly, I basically like, I, I have different categorizations of like, I, if I love it and it's something I'm going to wear and I am obsessed with it, I put it on my dresser. If it's something that I recognize is a beautiful scent, but is maybe not something I'm personally reaching for, but I would feel very comfortable recommending it to someone. I have a separate drawer for those scents. And then I've like divided them by category of scent. And then if it's something that I'm just like, you know what, I wouldn't recommend this to my worst enemy. I put it in a drawer. I I love hearing how people organize their perfumes. We all have this sort of like Yeah, how do you organize yours? system. I have no organization right now whatsoever. Um I have it in like it's color coded. So oh, interesting. That's organization. The, the it's pretty yeah. organized, but I mean there's no sort of It's like more aesthetic. Like scent categories. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's more for my photos and for my yeah. Instagram. But then when I go to, you know, I'm like, hmm, I should maybe organize this by like scent category. But my samples are, God help me, um, they're yeah. everywhere, all over the place. I have no organization. They're upstairs. They're in my room. They're in my purse. They're in my car. I'm like, I just need to take a breather here for a second. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I've got to get, I got to get like a tub or something. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone needs a fragrance tub. And that's yes. just the tub where you keep your fragrances and there's nothing weird about that. A fragrance tub. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean you don't have a fragrance tub? You don't have a fragrance t- Oh, does this place have two bathrooms? One for my fragrances? One for my fragrances. Tub? Yes. Yeah. I have um, to have a tub. So we, we need a fragrance tub. I agree. Um fragrance tubs 2021. You heard it first, Professor Perfume, and I will I will back that statement. <laughs> I would love to talk more about we were talking about how we both love like horoscopes, astrology, Myers-Briggs tests, and sort of compare and contrast ours and see what notes we gravitate towards and try and see if there's like any cause causation. Now I'm speaking in professor terms. Is right. it correlation or causation? Right. Perfect. Um, no, this is going to be a blast. So I am a Gemini sun Okay. with Capricorn rising and Sagittarius moon. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is, I've only recently gotten into astrology. I'm more into like the personality tests, but I, astrology is so fascinating to me. Me too. Um, and I absolutely love it. I got, um, I downloaded the pattern. That's what I was going to, I was going to say, if you don't have the pattern and you're into astrology, the pattern knows you better than you know you is basically all I can describe that at. It reads me to filth every single day of my life. I know. It's really scary because I read it and I'm like, I didn't know this about me. And I'm like, but I guess it's true because the right. pattern said it. The pattern said it. It's it's the oracle, really. It really um, is. I forced my boyfriend to download it so that I could do the like, relationship. relationship one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. every now and then I get a, a notification. It's like, Podge, is, Podge needs this in a partner. And I'm like, well, I guess I better go start a fight because he, yeah. <laughs> he didn't tell me that. So... That's but so the funny. Said so. I know. I put. I just like secretly entered my boyfriend's, and so when my boyfriend and I first started dating, um, I made him download CoStar. CoStar records 
your birth time, your birthday, your birth location, etc. All the information you'd need. So when I downloaded the pattern, I had that information already saved from the from CoStar. Right. And even tell him about the pattern. I just entered him manually into the pattern. Then I checked our compatibility. Yeah, and there, it just kept being like, you are exactly who Felipe looks for in a partner. He loves this about you. And I was like, oh, good, okay. I'm okay, good. I'm doing so well. Bad. I don't need affirmation yeah. from him. I need it from the pattern. Yeah, no, if the pattern says we're good, <laughs> then I believe it. And if the pattern right. says we're bad, then maybe I shouldn't be with him. Yeah, if, the pa- if I get one bad reading from the pattern, yeah, it's over for him. That's so. what would deter- Felipe, if you're listening to this because he listens to the episodes, if the pattern tells me to break up with you, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a discussion. No, it'll I'm be just a bad kidding. day. Yeah. yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a bad. It'll day. be a bad day for you. Yeah, I know. If if um, Podge, if you're listening, I still I don't think I think he's deleted it off his phone now, but I still check your pattern every day. Wow, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking more than you know what you're thinking. Yeah, and the other thing too is we know your guys' timing, so you might think you know where you're going with your career, but we actually I know I, I know where you're going. With you your think career. you're making your own choices, but. Mm, subliminally subliminally it's me it's already been decided you knew where he was headed and you just guided him there yeah wow okay this is this is deep what is your uh myers-briggs i am an infp enfp sister sis love it love it all of my all my besties are enfps okay this this makes sense Mm -hmm. because i feel like we have like a similar energy and the only difference was just that yin and yang introvert extrovert right you've got to have an introvert extrovert balance yeah yeah this is really the friend that wants to go out and who is the friend that has to be dragged yeah and you're the one that would be dragged oh yeah you know it's really interesting because i feel like extroverts love to be like i'm an extrovert but then like introverts feel like shamed about it like introverts feel like they have to be like don't worry like i'm an extroverted introvert you know do you yeah definitely shame or do you feel that um duality Um, sometimes, yes, it's hard to be a content creator and a teacher and be an introvert because my job is just talking to people. All I do is talk to people all day. So it's, it's like, I can sort of, you know, gauge, like I can, I can talk to people. I can be social. I can be extroverted, but what I really want to be doing is sitting at home with a cup of tea, reading a book, not talking to anyone no phone in sight. Just, I just want to be alone. I just, I thrive in my own little bubble. Yeah. That's interesting. And do you feel like that has anything to do with your signs? Like, do you feel like that, that big three combo has impacted that at all? I I feel like I'm the least Gemini person I've ever met. Mm. I would have my, I would, if I were to meet myself, I would think that I were like an Aquarius or a Scorpio. Mm. Okay. I feel like I'm the least Gemini and then my whole chart I don't have I feel like I align the best with Aquarius and Scorpio and they're not anywhere in my chart which is so weird to me but I mean I think definitely there is I definitely feel the duality of the Gemini yes in me yeah because and the duality of like introverted extrovert kind of because I feel like not necessarily that I have different personalities but I just feel like I'm very um chameleonic I adapt pretty well to situations and I can you can throw me anywhere and I can you know find my way and make make fun you know Mm -hmm. so but I wouldn't I guess if I'm put in a situation I can handle it Mm -hmm. it's the putting myself in the situation like 
I'll have to be forced into that situation pretty right. much. Like right. I would never. You just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Wow. And my friends bless them because I'm not a I'm not a plan maker. I'm just like, and I need like zero maintenance, right? In my friendships, I'm like I could not talk to you for maybe five years, and then you <laughs> call me, and I'm like, perfect, amazing. Right. How are you? You know. Right. So bless them. If plans are being made, I am not the one that that makes them, which is one of my character flaws, but I don't think that's a character flaw. I mean, I think that's a, that means you go with the flow and, um, you're adaptable, you know, yes, you can, I'm you adaptable. Can, you can pivot it. If that's I will so meet funny. you for coffee, but yes. I won't text you to ask if you go, if you want to go for coffee, you know, you have to ask, you have to be asked. Yeah, exactly. If I were to guess, okay, wait, this is fine. If I were to, I guess I should have guessed before I asked you, but if I had to guess your big three, I think that I would guess um, Aquarius, Virgo, and Cancer. And I don't know in which order, but those would be, I feel like the fact that you don't have a water sign in your chart, like I feel like water signs are very intuitive, mm -hmm. very like emotional um, and in touch with their feelings. And then I totally see the Aquarius of just sort of like otherworldly like whimsical and then virgo of just sort of like that like analytical sharpness like those would be the three i guess like when you say what your chart is i'm like i could see that but yeah if i had to guess those would be my my three yeah. picks for you i am um, i'm on the cusp of gemini and cancer so my birthday's june 18th and then i think it's like the 20th or the 21st mm -hmm. that it goes cancer so i've always felt a very deep affinity with the cancer signs mm. and i'm like i feel like i should have you know maybe on the was your due date in. was your due date in the cancer vicinity no i was oh. born right on my due date so i was oh. i mean it's meant to be right there yeah. are no coincidences so yeah, yeah. wow okay but i feel like i just look at the cancers like oh so close so close if you had to guess my three signs what would you guess oh gosh i feel like i feel like you're an earth sign I'm trying to put my poker face on. Okay. I feel like there's, I also feel like we're very similar. So I feel like there's either cancer, mm -hmm. cancer, mm, Pisces, mm -hmm. and I would, I think probably a Sagittarius. Okay. None of those three. We both Dang. have, but isn't that so interesting? I mean, it yeah. also just shows like, you know, obviously I think that there's a lot of validity two horoscopes I'm all about it like truly obsessed but I think it's just interesting like that there are so many you know signs that share traits because when you say that I could see how you could see all those things I am um a Scorpio sun Leo moon Virgo rising I was gonna say Leo I felt like there was Leo in there somewhere and Scorpios I love Scorpios yeah yeah you know I mean it's a good but so anyway yeah we were talking about like do our different um you know profiles or of different quizzes we've taken or astrology signs how does that influence the notes are there certain notes that you associate with your signs or like that you're like this is totally a gemini scent or this is like what an infp would wear etc um i definitely feel like there are gemini scents and i don't like or i don't like gravitate towards them mm -hmm. so to me the gemini sense would be like the really strong i just feel like the house of mugler is just that's what I said Gemini did you see I have a scent about Gemini scents and I said Moogler is the ultimate Gemini oh my gosh yes I put um in one of my videos for like femme fatale perfumes I put alien I was like this is a Gemini perfume 
I did I did a video on Alien as well, and I said this is a Gemini fragrance. I also said that I thought um, Lost Cherry and Baccarat Rouge were Sagittarius perfumes mm-hmm. because I feel like Sagittarius are like the type to wear a sign a fragrance that's like if you know you know sort of like a culty like right. oh I know the like it's not like everyone on the street knows but like someone would be like you're wearing Lost Cherry aren't you you know like something yeah. kind of like that. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. I feel like we we get it. Yeah, we get we're, it. Okay, we're wait, on and, the same wavelength here. Okay, so you said um, Sagittarius, Gemini, and your third one was a Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. See, I, you know what note I associate with Capricorn scents, and you know, tell me if you disagree, which I think you will. But I see like patchouli as a big Capricorn note. So right. that's really interesting that you don't gravitate. I also could be wrong, but you know, to me, patchouli, patchouli is a note. You're talking about jasmine mm-hmm. and like how like a good jasmine can make everything and a bad jasmine can ruin it. And that is kind of how I feel about patchouli. I think patchouli sometimes gets this rep of being like sort of like the way that you would associate with the smell of the store lush, like this sort of like earthy, intense, overpowering scent. And I think it can be that. But I, I have experienced in a lot of fragrances that have patchouli as one of the main notes that it almost buttons up and refines the fragrance and like makes it feel more like day to evening mm-hmm. and less like earthy and more like, uh, like, oh, you see my door opening? My cat's crawling into oh my, my god, I thought there was a ghost. No, you, she's there. She is. Hi. Hi, Violet. I can't close my door when I Violet, record the podcast. Violet, I love that. I can't close the door when I record the podcast because then she'll start scratching and then I have right. to get up. So I have to leave it open a crack. I just put my cat out on the couch out there um, because he was yowling at me about 10 minutes before we were supposed to start because he wanted to be up on my bed. He likes to be cozy. He's a, just a big rag doll. But it's, you know, she runs the show here. Guys, are you loving this episode with Amelia? Ugh, so am I. Today's Perfume 101 is on aromatic fragrances. Emma, every fragrance is an aromatic fragrance, right? Wrong. In fragrance, the word aromatic does not refer to anything that has a strong aroma, but rather a specific type of facet. And in this case, it is one consisting of herbaceous notes, aka herbs. Like literally think about an herb garden, thyme, basil, sage, rosemary, mint. You know them. You love them. They are aromatic fragrances. Other notes that have made their way into this facet would be angelica, which is a root that kind of smells like a musky, herby celery. And then lavender, which as far as I know is the only flower that gets categorized in the aromatic facet rather than the floral one. And from what I've read, actually lavender is its own subgroup within the aromatic facet and the other fragrances in that lavender subgroup would be ones with like that similar sort of like herb garden vibe. Think rosemary, thyme, sage. The other subgroup in this facet would be ones with anisic notes like basil and star anise. And then you've got your actual minty and menthol notes like spearmint, peppermint, etc. Looking through my own collection, some aromatic examples would be Initio Rehab, Maison Francis Kirk Jean Grand Soir, which is actually also sort of an ambery fragrance, but I really smell the lavender in it. YSL Libra, Jo Malone Grapefruit, Guerlain Aqua Allegoria Herba Fresca, Atelier Chef Peur, and the classic Peronome de Caron by Caron, which I would argue is actually pour two. It's a lovely lavender vanilla fragrance. Hope this helps. Let's get back to Amelia. 
to me, patchouli is a note that I think is very chameleon-like because I've seen it be like overpowering and foresty in fragrances. And I've seen it be just like something that sort of like cuts something that would otherwise be too sweet and just add a sort of like um, fuzziness that I enjoy. Right. Yeah. No, there's definitely some fragrances with patchouli that it, it really does depend on how you use it. I like to say that, you know, I, I do, I avoid patchouli, but I'll never discount a fragrance if it has patchouli, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll never not smell something just because I see patchouli because I just think it, it all depends on the blend. And sure. there's so many different, you know, types of balances that you can get with it. It can be earthy, it can be more powdery, it can be um, really in your face, but it, it all depends. And like, if it's balanced with a bunch of other, like, I love balance, the balance of patchouli with something like vetiver and mm, um, yeah. like oak moss or cedar or something like that. I love when yeah. it leans into the earthiness of it. Yeah. Um, I just love to smell like a wood nymph, really. Yeah. So when it when it leans earthy, I really like it. What are the notes if you see them in a fragrance, you're like, douse me in this? Um, I really love bergamot. I think bergamot is one of my favorite notes. I'm snapping um, for bergamot. Love it. We love her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's dynamic. Who is mm-hmm. she? bergamot is the most common note in fragrances it's in like 80 percent of fragrances because it is so versatile yeah and it's just like you i you know i know i smell a perfume and if i like it i'm like i know there's gonna be bergamot in this yeah um i love cassis i love mint you don't hear that often cassis is like a main note to love i love it it's so nice what's a a fragrance with good cassis in it um let me look at my perfume table over here. The, oh, the You or Someone Like You oh, okay. by Etat Leib Durange has Cassis. It's gorgeous. It's Ooh. so beautiful. I love, basically, I like herbal, like aromatic, anything that has like tea or lavender or thyme or basil. I really like the fougere scents. Um, if it smells like outside, I love it. But I also love a good citrus so love atelier the house of atelier is me too amazing they do not miss they don't miss it's all hits nothing but the hits nothing but the hits what's your favorite atelier scent i think vanille on sensei is so gorgeous Mm -hmm. but i also really love cedar atlas Mm. yeah that's a great one so beautiful yeah are we crying cedar atlas has a good mix of like the citrus and the woody notes that you like right. so i totally that's like totally up your alley i bet you'd like um cedre en verant too because that one doesn't come in the discovery kit you have to like order it separately but it also has this like i don't know it's it's bright it's got a citrus note it's very fresh but then it also has this like it's grounded in this woodiness um and it kind of yeah it's very it's very soothing very comforting to wear i've got to get into more atelier fragrances um we don't have so i'm from south dakota oh wow okay that is that is a hot take that is a hot take dakota yep wow i've never met someone from south dakota that is what i hear Every single wow. time I tell someone I'm from South Dakota, they're like, what? When you said you were in Central Time, I thought you were going to be in like, you know, like, chi- I think that's Central Time, Chicago or like, yeah. just stuff like, wow. No, I'm from South Dakota, born and raised. Wow. What is that wow. like? Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Um, On the one hand, it's gorgeous, right? Um, If you get out West River, so I'm from Sioux Falls. Um, If you get out like West River to Rapid City with like the Black Hills, um, and like crazy horses up out there. There's just like stunning, like hilly landscapes. Mm-hmm. And then 
if you're East River where I'm from, it's just like corn and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very charming. It's nice. I would not hesitate to raise kids here. It's a very nice place to be from, but mm-hmm. it's a nice place to be from and to not stay. So your life does sound like a movie, like the like academia girl from South Dakota moves to Dublin, falls Small in love with an Irish. Takes yeah. On Europe. Yeah. Oh, this is the rom-com we need to write. I mean, it, it, it's it just waiting it's, to be written. Sometimes I like reflect on what I'm doing because you know how, you know, I just, I'm very, um, intuitive and just very in touch with my feelings and I'm like what's happening right now is this my life like what's going on it just seems so random so yeah I moved to Ireland fell in love with an Irishman and now I like just review fragrances online for a living and it's very romantic it's wild I'm like who's doing that not me surely not me growing up in South Dakota what are the smells of your childhood oh my gosh that's a great question um so I would say like lilacs, fresh oh, lilacs. My favorite. I love lilacs. Outside my house, mm-hmm. um, we've got lilac bushes out back. That's beautiful. I got to go to South Dakota. It's nice. My my mom, so I'm here, I'm bunking with my mom for the time being before I go back to Ireland. So so she's she's got, this is where my love for like garden scents I think comes from is because she's got this whole garden outside with like lavender, tomatoes, every single kind of tomato you can imagine, every single kind of basil you can imagine. Oh. Um, she's cultivated it all beautifully out there and she wow. loves birds. We've got every single kind of bird you can imagine. We've got hummingbirds and chickadees and goldfinches. She's got a wow. family of crows that she takes care of. Like she's genuinely like Snow White out there. And I just, <laughs> you know, come upstairs at like 11 a.m. I've just woken up and like, what's... She's like feeding the hummingbirds by hand. I'm like, who are you? Wow. Um, yeah, but a lot of like fresh floral scents I really like um, just because we've always got them kind of around. Um, otherwise, I would say like pine. I really love the smell of pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to go camping when I was younger out in the Black Hills. So I really love the smells of the earth. I think are so beautiful. Um, and then... Um, I would also associate like my family has a, a we, we go to Hawaii a lot. Um, cool. My mom's sister went to graduate school there. My grandma's roommate in college is from there. So they went back to visit her and then, you know, just kept going back for their whole life. So I spent a fair amount of my childhood in Hawaii. So a lot of um, scents that I really love from there, are like plumeria, frangipani, mm-hmm. sea salt, driftwood. Um, if anything is like ozonic or marine at all, I'm probably going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, raised in South Dakota, but I've, I've, I need to be by the ocean. I'm, a, I'm an ocean person. So makes sense that I moved to Ireland so I can be by the sea. Which also feels in line with the Aquarius identity that you yeah. feel that you identify with. I feel at home if I'm next to a body of water. I don't know what it is. It must have been a mermaid in a past life or something. I see that for sure. Ophelia, the mermaid Mm -hmm. in a past life. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. (laughs) I thought it would be fun if we gave each other a scent recommendation based on it's so fun talking to like a fellow fragrance lover who can I can just like talk the talk with and knowing um, what I know about what you like. I don't think I gave you that much I I am kind of all over the place I've recently been like on an Oris kick Oris Oris is my favorite note um Mm -hmm. 
I I just think it's like Iris's softer, slightly sweeter, nicer sister. Um, there's a lot of notes. I, lo- I love a good rose fragrance. I love Oris. I love bergamot. Um, I love different. I like berry scents if they're balanced, like with some oak moss or patchouli. And I thought, and I also, I love a white musk. I do. I love a oh, white musk. White musk is amazing. You can't go wrong. I thought it would be fun if we each give each other like a recommendation to try based off our, our like likes and dislikes. Absolutely. I think, okay. I, I know that I like work for her, but I genuinely send everyone that I know to Immortal Perfumes because okay. you can't go wrong. I mean, I can tell you my favorites, but you can order anything and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love Untamed Lady. It's got almond in it. It's like got this beautiful, beautiful note of almond and peach. And I don't really like it when um, fruities get too sweet, like candy sweet. I agree. It's just very fresh. Um, Lady Day as well Mm -hmm. is amazing. And then, of course, Pemberley. You've got to try Pemberley. It's so good. If you like the the earthy florals, it's amazing. Okay. I'm going to check it out. And for you, okay, I'm sure you've tried this, so even saying it feels like not even necessary, but since you are a bergamot head, bergamot head, that sounds so weird, a bergamot lover, you're a bergamot head, (laughs) that sounds like a weird name you'd call someone in class with like a weird shaped head, like, it does, like, hey Arnold, like football head, but bergamot head, Um, since you love bergamot, have you, of course, I'm sure you've tried bergamot 22 by Lilabo, yes, and I love it. I just, I think it's best in show bergamot. I'm obsessed. But another fragrance that I was, I have a fragrance I want, I've smelled and love, and I think you would like, and one that I haven't smelled, but I wonder if you have. So Flory Coup, One Umbrella for Two, I just think is, have you smelled that? My God, I love that scent. It's so I beautiful. feel like it would be you. Like I, as I'm talking to you, it just feels like you would adore that fragrance. I'm yes. so happy to hear that you love that scent. Oh okay. my gosh. The other one I love, have you tried, um, I see the clouds go by from them. I, I that's the only Flory Coup scent I've tried. I need to try the rest of the line. It's gorgeous. It's this cherry blossom scent that's like um, if you've ever smelled uh, springtime in a park from Maison Margiela. Mm-hmm. It's it's in the same sort of family as that, but better. It's Ooh, okay. so beautiful. And springtime in I a park is one it. of my favorite florals. So Wow. Absolutely, you need to try. I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one in Immortal Perfumes. Okay, great. So I'm giving it, well, Bergamot 22, you've tried. So I'm not, it's too common. I'm not counting it. Um, one Umbrella for Two, you've tried. The other one, I wonder if you've tried because I haven't, but it sounds like everything you're looking for would be Vagabond Enchanted Forest. You know, someone has, someone on one of my lives on TikTok recommended that to me once, but I haven't tried it. Hmm. Okay, because it just it sounds, I mean, it's called Enchanted Forest. Right. I've heard it's like dark berry notes and forest and like smells like you're walking in a dark forest and there's just like little berries on the side. I also feel like Nest Indigo has a sort of like woodsy berry vibe. It's yeah. pretty oh, berry-ish, but yeah. yeah, I think that that, those would be like the scents that like, I feel like would be sort of like, I picture like scents, I see scents as colors and I feel like for you, something with like a mix of like a deep, purple but with like a foresty green which is why I thought of those three scents oh absolutely that foresty green is like one of my favorite colors absolutely love it yeah okay I'm getting my phone and I'm gonna pull up the questions so we got some questions on Instagram let's see them Mm -mm -mm -mm. oh this someone asked a question that I just loved 
there are lots, but the first one I want to ask that I just thought was such a great question comes from Katie.woes. And she asked both of us, what scent will always remind you of your mom or dad? That's a great question. I actually know I Katie. She's one of my best friends. Um, oh, hi, Katie. Hi, um, Katie. Oh, my mom. Okay. Well, I actually have been on this um, sort of scent nostalgic thing. I don't know what it is, but um, I, I got Aura from Mugler and it smelled exactly like White Diamonds by Elizabeth Taylor, which my great grandmother wore. So I have always really loved Lily of the Valley. And I've always really, really, I don't know, you know, when people are like old lady scents, I hate that, but I have a whole video about how I hate that. I have an affinity for the old lady scents. I Me love too. them. I think Me they too. just, they just smell good. They smell amazing. I agree. The old ladies know what they're doing. Exactly. Um, Leave it to them. They've lived a life. They've lived a life. Exactly. Yeah. They they know. They've come to that point. Now, you know, I, yeah. you get me. You get me. We're, we're speaking the same language. Yes. I love this. Um, yeah, but my mom wore Jessica McClintock. The, the um, I think it's just the one scent. I'm not sure if she has more, but it's a, it's a white floral. So it's tuberose, gardenia. Um, I think there's lily of the valley in it as well. So I've always associated like white florals with my mom. And um, I just remember her smelling just like flowers, like fresh flowers. And then we would go outside and then we're in the garden. So just flowers have always been my favorite smell in the world. And I have such fond memories of that perfume. And I actually, I smelled it not too long ago because she's got bottles of it lying around. And she doesn't wear it anymore because she follows me on TikTok. And it was so sweet when I came home from Ireland, I went to the bathroom and she's got like a whole perfume collection now from my videos. And I'm like, mm, so supportive. So I love it. Yeah. But I always associate her with that Jessica McClintock white floral scent. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's such a beautiful perfume too. So. Wow. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would say my mom hates fragrance. So I associate my mom with just more like things I grew up with. So my mom, when we were growing up for some reason, and she still does this, but it just like really re like defined my childhood. She put so much, like an excess amount of fresh grated pepper on everything. You would think she just discovered the spice. Like literally every salad was just covered in fresh grated pepper. <laughs> everything we ate, fresh grated pepper. So when I smell like pepper from a pepper grinder or like what you put in a pepper mill, like those telecherry pepper seeds, I just think of my mom. And then the other thing, which you said, which really resonated with me, um, was the smell of lilacs because we don't have, my house is very shady, so we can't really grow lilacs, but my mom used to steal them from the local park and bring like a scissor and cut off some lilacs and put them in a vase because it's her favorite smell ever. Oh and um, I just will forever associate lilacs if you're you know my local police department no no she didn't but yeah i always associate that and with my dad unfortunately it would be um stale cigarette smoke <laughs> my dad wore um calvin klein obsession wow forever wow and i just um just now he'd hardly ever wears cologne mm -hmm. so he normally smells like um the irish spring bar soap my dad wore use that too yeah, yeah yeah i don't know what it is something about it but um, yeah, so it's that, but I just found him a cologne that he actually likes and it's the Aiton Bob original, which was, mm. um, JFK's yes. signature scent. And oh my gosh, it's stunning. Stunning. Wow. So beautiful. I need to try Aiton Bob, but I read the story behind the, behind it and I'm just so like, yeah, I need to try it. You know what's That's... in it? Bergamot. Mm. We love. 
we love. It's beautiful. It's really good. I think there's patchouli in it as well, but like mm. the, um, it's really earthy, clean and fresh. It's like nothing else I've ever smelled before. I'm absolutely in love with it. Wow. Okay. Let's do another question. Someone asked, we did kind of talk about this. Someone asked, are there notes that we, Im- that we would immediately steer clear of in a scent? Um, was that patchouli for you? Oh no, you said yes, you would try patchouli. Yes, but so yes, but um, yeah. I try not to judge a fragrance by the notes, you know. Right. You just got to smell it. Yeah. And I, I feel the same way. And I also would say with that, there are certain notes I I used to hate. And as I've evolved in my fragrance journey, have grown to become obsessed with. And so I almost feel like never knock an, even a note, not even just a, f- a perfume, but never knock a note till you try it mm-hmm. because maybe you haven't tried it in its most beautiful or balanced form. Right. The amount, like when I started this journey, if it had Lily of the Valley, Honeysuckle, Jasmine, any of those indolic florals, I was like, no, thank you. And now I just am like, douse me in that. So yes. I think the right perfume can change your your opinion about any specific note. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, when, there's it's really interesting how your taste sort of changes as you get into fragrance as well. Like there were some that I used to really love, like um, the Viva La Juicy line, any of those, I was like all over, love it. Used to really love Vanilla Gourmands. And mm-hmm. now I just, looking at my collection over there, I don't even see like more than two or three. Right. And I don't remember yeah. the last time that I've actually reached for one, you know, so it's wild. I kind of liken it to um, if you if you get into wine, like when I first started drinking wine, it was like when I was like underage and would be like, I would like a whole bottle of Moscato, please. And would yeah. just like chug the sweetest wine I could imagine. Like if it was sweet, like plum wine, Moscato, Manischewitz, the Jewish holidays, like I was like, I'm all about it. And as my taste evolved, I was like, oh, no, 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 make this drier. I want this deeper, more tannin, da, da, da. And I feel like with fragrance notes that like I was averse to as I've gotten in it, I'm like, I'm ready to handle that. Like I'm, yes, sensei, I'm at the point in my perfume journey where I can like take on these like notes that I didn't think I could handle before. So here's a question. Um, Do you think your taste in wine correlates with your taste in fragrance? Oh, okay, Amelia. Um, You know what? I, I guess I, you know, it when you taste wine and you like try and get the berry notes, I think yes, because I like a dry wine. I like a wine that has deep tannins and like a depth to it and kind of tells a story and has is not linear and sort of like you taste it at the tip of your tongue and then it sort of evolves and you get those tannins. And I hate anything um, that's really fruity really sweet especially like like if I'm drinking a white it's got to be like a dry Sauvignon Blanc or something like that like I don't like a Riesling um and I think with perfumes if it gets too fruity I like fruit in perfumes when it balances out something else but if it is like a straight fruity perfume unless it smells very fresh fruity um I I tend to stray away from those so I think yes what would you say um I love Sauve Blanc that's like my go-to yeah. I'm not much of a a wine person, really, but when I drink wine, it's it's a soft blanc. I'm more of a beer person. Got it. Um, South Dakota. It's got South these Dakota. Little, it's got these little impressions on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but definitely. And I did notice when I started to get more into perfume, I started to be able to pick up on like notes in wine. Mm-hmm. So I had um, I was just at a wine bar a few weeks ago and I had a, a white and I was like, there's pear in this. There's absolutely pear in this. And then yes. I was like, who am I? 
Why some sort of connoisseur or something? Yeah, it's what? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do when I get like samples is just like before I look up the notes, I try and just like be like, what do I get from this? Mm -hmm. And then like when I look them up and they are the same, I'm like, okay. Yeah, like fragrance right. skills. Okay, we have a few more questions. I'm just gonna pick one more just for time's sake. Okay. Oh, okay. This is a useful one. Let's do this. What are your top three sample set recommendations? Oh, that's a good question. In terms of like bank for your buck, I would say the you can't go wrong with the Maison Margiela replica sampler set. I just feel like so many, I feel like I I like all of those scents with the exception of At the Barbers, which I don't dislike. I just don't see a scenario in which I would wear that one. Mm -hmm. But it's clean, you know, it's nice. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I just don't, but the rest of them I will find a use for. Um, I absolutely love that line. I think they're so gorgeous. Um, I would say the, oh, what other samples? Oh, the Ellis Brooklyn um, scent library. That was another one that I like with each scent that I tried. I was like, these are all fantastic. What? I'm like so blown away by this. I really love that one. Um, and then I also really love the Seven Virtues Peace Blend kit or box, the Peace Blend box. Um, and that has seven of their fragrances in it. And it's amazing. I really love that brand as well. That question came from Sarah Emily 27. The three that I would add on top of what Amelia said would probably be um, I think the Atelier sample set is great. Um, I think it's a really good way to discover the line. And you also get like $35 of credit towards a full bottle if you get one. Um, I think Commodity, if you have, have you tried Commodity fragrances? I haven't. You must. You, that was a line that when I smelled it, I was like, every fragrance is a hit. So, and then the third one I would say would be Kieran NYC. If you haven't tried that one, those are three brands, Atelier, Kieran, and Commodity where you just keep smelling fragrance after fragrance and you're like, nothing but the hits, nothing but the hits. Like, they're just all so good. Um, definitely check those out. Has your boyfriend gotten into fragrance with you? No, not even a little bit. No? <laughs> he's, um, he's got, he's a very simple man, which I love about him. He's like Ron Swanson, where he's just, he's got a routine. He's a simple man. He sticks to his word. He's, you know, just a manly man, you know, very rugged. Yeah. Um. But he's got one cologne that he got for Christmas like a year ago, I think. And you couldn't even tell that he's used it like once, which is hilarious. So that's so funny. Yeah, I finally I've I've picked up some colognes for him while I've been back in the States. So I'm going to, you know, gently. What are you trying to get him to if if he could if there was a dream fragrance he could smell like, what would it be? The Eight and Bob, the original for sure. Oh I got to try that. It's you so know, my... amazing. My boyfriend's gotten into cologne through this, like now, mm -hmm. and he, I hear him like talking to his friends on the phone about like different discounts on fragrance net. And I'm like, I have created a monster. Yep. Um, but he was telling me that he wanted to try eight and Bob and he was like, can you get like a sample set for me? And I was like, okay. Probably. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's amazing. I've got to try some of their other scents too. Yeah. Okay. There are other ones, but Amelia, we are on to the final segment of the show, which is called What's That Smell? It is Rapid Fire Scent Association. Are you ready to play I What's That Smell? So, I'm so ready. I know you're ready. You were born ready. Okay. <laughs> Amelia, let's play What's That Smell. Mm, 
What's that smell? What is the smell of your first love? Oh, I would say the Ed Hardy perfume because it smells very young. It's fruity. It's fun. You remember it. When you smell it, you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, we love that. What is the smell of um, your most embarrassing moment? And anecdotes welcome if you, if something comes to mind that you want to share. Huh. I, see, I don't go outside enough to get embarrassed. Um, <laughs> no, see, I'm a hermit, so I never yeah. embarrass myself. I live in a cave, actually. <laughs> so um, I would say, been embarrassed. what have I done that's like been embarrassing? Um, oh, I had my syllabus for my last class. I had it online, right? And um, on the last day of classes, I had a student come up to me in office hours. And um, he said, you know, the, the syllabus is in Greek, right? How? I have no idea. Something about when I must have copy and pasted it into the site and must have gone wonky or something. I don't Do you speak, speak Greek? Greek. No, I don't what? speak Greek. I've never <laughs> once, you know, written a word out in Greek in my life. I have yeah. no idea how it happened, but oh, no wonder my students didn't know what was going on. Um, but that day I was wearing Santal Vani from the Seven Virtues. So now wow. whenever I smell it, I think of like, oh, remember when I, when I, you know, didn't, when my <laughs> students didn't know what they were doing for a whole semester because it was in Greek. Oh my, that was a whole semester. Everything was in Greek. Yes. Yeah. And then mm, I would show okay. up to class, right? And I would be like, did everyone get the reading done? And then no one would answer me. So I just thought that, you know, how did I was nobody, teaching that's... online right? Because they're freshmen and none of them want to say. They, they probably, I mean, if I were a freshman in that class, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to learn Greek. Yeah. I have to learn Greek in order to do this. I That was totally intentional. You know, that's probably just what my stream of thought. But yeah, when he said, did you know it's in Greek? I was like, why would I know that? Why, why would I do how that? How would I do that? Yeah. Wow. How would I have done that? So. Okay. Santal Vanille, uh, for some embarrassing moments, what is the smell of Dublin? Of Dublin? That's great. Glossy AU. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I wore that to every lecture in grad school. And mm -hmm. I would walk, my walk to school was through town. So I lived in um, North Dublin and then Trinity's um, in South Dublin. So every morning I would walk to class and I would be wearing Glossy AU. And you, it's, it really loves to stick to a scarf. So, it does. Um, I, I smell it on clothes. Yeah. And it's like months have gone by and my scarf would still smell like you. So yeah. And then it just, it just smells like being at Trinity and, you know, meeting my boyfriend and meeting mm -hmm. all of my grad school friends for the first time. It's just like this fond. If I had to give normal people a scent, I would also give it Glossy AU. So interesting because of your associations with Dublin. Yes. And I just feel like Marianne has Glossy AU. Yeah. She also has... I, I'm sure she has an extensive fragrance collection and they're all expensive, <laughs> but you is just, it's just trendy enough to where I think she would have it. You're right. You're right. It's like not too much. That's a fragrance. I didn't want to love as much as I did because mm -hmm. it is so overhyped at this point and it right. is like the Glossier scent, but it deserves all the hype. It's I so mean, good. It's so, and I had a period where I just like, it was on my shelf. I didn't touch it for a long time. One day I came back to it because someone asked me a question about it. And I was like, let me drag my memory. And I was like, why have I not been wearing right. this every day forever? Like, how did I just put this to the side? It's it's so good. Um, yeah. The final what's that smell, Amelia, is what is the smell of Professor Perfume? The smell of Professor Perfume. That's a great question. Oh, man. I would say at this point, 
I think it's you or someone like you. I'm really in love with that scent. I've, I've, I'm so infatuated with it in a, in a way that I haven't really been infatuated with the scent before. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's equal parts fresh, clean. There's like a little bit of a je ne sais quoi to it. So um, there's just something about it that you smell it and you just know. You're like, yep, that's the one. That's so beautiful. And it's so, as someone who has now sampled hundreds upon hundreds, maybe thousands of perfumes, to find one that resonates with you like that, I think is is the purpose of why you and why I do what we do to find that scent that you're just like, this is it. Yeah. This is the one. This is who I am. This is my identity. You've sold me on it because I haven't tried it. I'm going to add it to my list <laughs> um, of something I need to try as soon as I end this call. Amelia, it's been such a pleasure to finally talk to you. I'm sure people already know, but where can people find you? So I am Professor Perfume on TikTok. Um, my Instagram and everything is linked through there, which is just Professor.Perfume is my Instagram. And um, I'm on Pinterest at Professor Perfume. You can find me probably in the perfume aisle of your local department store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. I'm everywhere. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much and um, have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yay. Best time ever. Perfume Room is co-produced and edited by Adam Avalos, music by Max Vernon, and art by Israel Rodriguez. 